Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Addicts gang. Um, back again, bring, bringing you a NFL Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast once again. We are back. Frank, we're back on the weekly grind. Um, I've got two people with me this, this episode, and we're going to be talking about NFL Dynasty Fantasy Football buys. And on this short episode, we're going to be talking about contender buys. If you're a contending team out there, Going all in to win that chip. Who should you be going out and getting? I've got Frank with me. Frank, talk to the listeners. How are you going? Yeah, I'm doing well, Andrew. Thank you for such the warm, such a warm welcome. Um, yeah, it's good to be back on the pod. Actually, getting a bit of consistency, Andy. I'm very impressed with us lately. Um, but yeah, no, always good to be uh, chatting to you. It's a great way to spend my Tuesday night, and it's good to have uh, our very special guest making an appearance back on the podcast. It's great to have you back, Joel. How you doing? Yeah, well, Frank. Sorry, I'm just munching. I'm having a break. I'm having a Kit Kat. Um, but <laughs> you lied. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Heard we were talking um dynasty buys for those contenders, and who else to bring on than the biggest contender in our dynasty <laughs> league? The biggest pretender in our dynasty league, shouldn't you say? That would be Ben Serple. Ooh, he actually thinks he's good too. That's the best part. Anyway, listeners, where his team to teach fall. you not to be a Ben Serple with good talent on your contending teams? As always, follow the podcast on the Twitter at the FB Addicts, on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. We will be posting more frequently about NFL Dynasty Fantasy Football moving forward. Um, if you are a AFL Super Coach enthusiast as well, I am doing a bit of that with my good friends James and Joel. Um, we just did a fire episode. Yeah, we did. Check it out. Follow us on Spotify. Give us a rating and review. Um, yeah. Now let's get into it. Um, I'll kick us off because I'm on a roll. Um, Ooh. Actually, do you want to talk? We'll just do you know three minutes on. Frank, if you're a contending team, what assets should you be looking to do? What moves should you be looking to make just in a general sense? just for the listeners. Um, yeah, let's start there. Then we'll give our players. Yeah. So I think generally, um, generally speaking, if you're a contending team, you've obviously got a lot of top end talent. Um, I think fantasy football sort of in a place now outside of the, probably the running back position, the highest producing assets are actually very young assets as a whole. Um, so you've got your quarterbacks, you know, Patrick Mahomes for a quarterback is very, still very young. So you've got lots of years left. Josh Allen, Allen Hurts, you've got your high end quarterbacks like Justin Fields, all very young. Um, same with the wide receiver position. You've got, you know, Jamar Chase, you've got Justin Jefferson. Um, you've got the likes of even that lesser tier of wide receiver, you've got Armin Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins could possibly get himself up into that tier as well. A lot of the high assets at those positions are still young. If I'm a contending team, the possibility um, sort of could be where you can almost move off some of them higher um, end asset, um, kind of tear down to a player that's going to give you just as much as as much production and then pick up some draft capital to then replace those young players on your team. I know that's not something everyone likes to do. I know Joel's not really a proponent of that. He does like to just have his young studs and obviously ride them into the sunset would be the plan. Um but something I personally like to do is if, you know, if I had someone like a, probably not a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson, just because their production is um, so far and away better. Um, 
you know, there are teams that may have the likes of T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Armin Ra St. Brown. If you can trade those guys for like Tyreek Hill plus a second round pick or a first round pick, or you probably need to add something in to get something like that done, or a you know, a Jalen Waddle for Stefan Diggs in a first. Like if those deals are available in your leagues, um, they're some of the moves I'd like to make. Um and it's also important to make sure you got um, production all the way across your roster. These high-end teams that are built to win normally have, you know, really strong quarterback rooms, really strong wide receiver rooms. And then I find that the last sort of piece of a lot of these dynasty teams is getting that running back production right. Um, and my sort of my buy, and I think Joel's buy um, for contending teams sort of addresses that position as well. Um, but we will get into that a little bit more. But that's something I like to do as a contending team. I'm happy to have you guys disagree with me there, but you know that's just something sort of how I view it a little bit. Joel, how do you view going all in? Um, just for the listeners, how would you generally approach it? Yeah. Um. Look, are you going all in from a? Are we talking all in from like a startup point of view? Are we talking like you've you you're you know you're want to go on like a you've been on a maybe a one two year quick little rebuild. And now you're a contender. Like, where do you, what do you want me to angle this? You know, you've been in the league, kind of like, well, Frank, you answered the question. I was thinking, you know, you've been in the league, now you've identified this is your time. Who are you going to get to really help you put you over the edge? Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I, how I'm seeing it as well, Andy. Like, if you're obviously in a startup, you're going to be drafting to win. So you're going to be drafting win now players. It's a little bit different too. You've sort of grown and sort of fostered a very good team with a lot of good assets. Now you're trying to put yourself over the top, get your get your lineup right, um, and you know really compete for that chip. Yeah, then I think I'm kind of doing what Frank's doing, but like, not really. Like, I would move off a, I don't know who. Like, I'm moving off like a DJ Moore or a. I hate to say it, but you'd probably move off like someone like Chris Alave, Drake London, those sort of types and go for your more, your Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hills. Yeah, no, I agree. But I'm not moving my draft picks at all because just because they can be anything like come week 12 and presuming, you know, you're not in a weirdo league that has like a, trade deadline um you can move those third round picks those second round picks for you know your james connors of last year your jerry mckinnon if i hear about jerry year. mckinnon i don't even mention him well frank he i don't want to hear it vital in a lot of people's fantasy runs um, and he Shut could have out. been acquired for a really crappy third round pick that would have meant nothing to anyone, but you know, he's well, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 points per game down the stretch were very important. So, um, look, I'm more looking for more guaranteed top end production, um, from all positions, whether it's quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, I don't really care, but I'm not at this point of the season at all looking to trade my picks just because they're not valued at anything at the minute. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree. Yeah. You want to hold on to your picks. Like I said, even if you can acquire more picks, um, 
as well, like, you know, tearing down, but getting that guaranteed production, I think is the most important thing. Um, You've worked so hard to get to the point where you believe your team's a contender. Um, You don't want to do that. Like I think DJ Moore is a really good example um, as well as Drake London guys that hold value because even though DJ Moore is a bit older, still does have a lot of years left in him, a lot of optimism around the new quarterback, Drake London, obviously just watching him play very good player, but not in a position where he doesn't have the kind of upside to finish top 10 at the position. If you want to finish and you want to win your league, you need top 10 production out of like multiple, realistically multiple wide receivers on your team um, to finish there. And he doesn't really that range of outcomes, um, at least this season. So someone, you know, you trade him for a Stefan Diggs or a Tyreek Hill, um, you know, a Cooper Cup even, especially you got Cooper Cup, someone who could finish as a wide receiver one. And realistically has a similar dynasty value to someone like a Drake London. Um, so that's something I would look at. Yeah, perfectly summed up, fellas. Um, I'll kick us off with you. We're just going to do one each, and um, hopefully the listeners get a lot of value and um, see who we're kind of targeting. For me, um, you know, we're not obviously going to list, you know, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. Um, you know, hey guys, go go get Devontae Adams. Go get Pat Mahomes, bro. Yeah, you know, it's um. Obviously, what you want to achieve is, you know, producing veterans, sure things. And um, that is um, obviously the, the standpoint of a win-now team. I also think depth is really important. And, you know, running backs, getting the running back position right is really critical. So I'm going to also join you two in a running back. Uh, my dynasty buy is, in fact, James Connor. I think he's the cheapest, most... Um, win now best buy in the game at the minute um you know people look at him you know 28 year old running back gross um but i think nothing has changed in arizona um and he was rb20 last year rb10 on a point per game basis um he has produced before for the arizona cardinals you know rb5 in 2021 was really good for the steelers back in the day so he is talented you know, he's really prolific in the passing game. Um, if he stays healthy, there is nothing stopping him from being a top 12, top 15 running back, in my opinion. And you can, you know, acquire him for a third or, um, you know, like a young receiver that's not really doing anything for you. Um, like a Romeo Dubes, for example, might get it done. John Mechie might get it done. You know, someone might be in on that, uh, those young receivers, and they, you know, they don't want an old running back like James Conner, but, you know, you might think um, the Cardinals are going to be bad. Is James Conner still going to be good? Well, I mean, he's potentially their best weapon besides Hollywood. I'm not going to argue with it, Frank. You're a big Hollywood guy. But, um, you know, he, yeah, yeah. and the next thing was, is he going to be good without Kyler? Well, he was really good without Kyler. You know, in the four weeks, Kyler didn't play. He was RB4 on the week, RB12, RB5, RB15. Um, I don't have to remind you, Frank how good James Conner was down the stretch. Shout out. Um, and the Cardinals didn't do anything um, with their backfield. They didn't sign anyone. They didn't use great draft capital on the position. You know, the depth chart is um, Tyson Williams. I think it's like... I'm he's def- still playing the league. Yeah, he's on the team. Keontae Ingram was the, the game that slipped, the name that slipped my mind. Um, and James Connor. So I think it's a really good buy. You can get him really cheap. Um, yeah, the price is only going up. So if you wait 
you know, seven games and he looks like he's actually legit. Um, you're you paying know, a second. Yeah, you're paying a second. Um, and, like, a real savvy move could be to, if you want to bank on James Conner, like, the only thing that is is going to, like, stuff this whole situation is he gets, if he gets hurt. But, I mean, that's that's running backs in general. Like, that shit happens. Um, but, you know, if you are not even going for it, you want to buy James Conner for as cheap as he is right now and then bank on him being awesome and then selling him at your league's um, deadline, it could be a real savvy move, you know, um, getting a good draft pick for him there. But I think if you are a contender going out today, getting James Conner is a really good um, win now uh, move. Frank, Joel, any comments? Do you like James Conner or do you think he's done? Discuss. I I like I like it. Um, obviously the cards offense very scary without Kyler Murray there. But I think you made a good point. As soon as Kyler Murray went down, um, they turned to James Conner and they you know they allowed him to essentially run that offense. Um, really heavily used gets involved in the passing game even if that defense is really poor, which probably projects to be. Um, catches passes out of the backfield as well. Um, again, health is the only thing, but I think you make a great point when it comes to running backs. You don't know which one's going to get hurt. We know there's going to be running backs that get hurt. You know, it was Javante Williams last year. Um, I'm not going to test my memory and say it was someone else the year before, but there always is. You know, Dalvin Cook, a long time ago when he did his ACL as a rookie. Um, yet these, again, these running backs get hurt. It is what happens. Um, I'm not going to sit here and play games and predict who it's going to be. Um, yeah, I think James Conner's a nice, nice little buy for a contending team as well. Like, if he, like, is anyone going to be really that shocked if he finishes as the running back ten? If he plays all seventeen games, um, I wouldn't be that surprised. I think they're going to rely heavily on the run without having, uh, without Kyler back there to throw the ball. Um, I think that's what will happen. Yo, I feel like you kind of don't like James. Is James Conner good, really, for a contending team. Yeah, I think he is. I disagree. He sucks. He's not good. No, but just look at it this year. He's going to be good, in my opinion. You're just paying for one year of production. Like I think, a lot. Again, you. It depends how you view dynasty. Like the way, I. It's not what I've done in our home league. The way I generally like to play, um, is to build up a really strong core of long term players. Like you got you really solid quarterback room. You'd like to get a really good long-term tight end, build out your wide receiver room, and then try and buy buy a year's worth of running back production. Like I'm not I'm not someone who's going to go out and spend two first-round picks on Jonathan Taylor or three first-round picks on B. John Robinson or you know at the height of Kenneth Walker. Like last year, it would have cost you two firsts to get a hold of Kenneth Walker, and we've seen what's happened to his value since. I'd rather just spend, like Andrew said. You know, maybe a third doesn't get it done, but you could probably tempt a team that's going into a rebuild with a young wide receiver that has shown almost, you could, someone that's shown almost nothing can still get the deal done um, in that sense. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, like I get like from the angle of like, I would trade like a Romeo Dobbs or a Terrace Marshall or some loser wide yeah, receiver like, for these people. What are they doing for your team? And if you're, Oh, they're not yeah. doing anything if you're yeah. a contender. It's just, I don't think, James Connor's going to finish very as high as what everyone thinks. He's old. Do you He's wanna, not good. He's bad. Do you want to first bet on the pot, James Connor? James Connor, what? Get him. Get him on points per game. Don't get him on final finish. 
set the line points per game. Um, RB fifteen and a half. I would one hundred percent take that he won't be a top fifteen and a half running back. Well, I think he will be in so, points per game. Yeah, points per game. Yeah, 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 I'm around him. All right, I'm in. Do you want to do that as well? I'm happy to bet against all the James Connor. Yeah, I just want him to play one game and then die. Yeah, I'm in. So 15 and a half finish, as in like not 15 and a half points, yeah? Yeah. yeah points like, per game. Position. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. We're on $20. Bang. Joel. 28. 28. I'm in. No, no, I'm in. All right. Frank's in. Write that down on the list. Yep. Um, yeah. Am yeah. I going with a real bike? Well, apparently, yeah. If you shit Ooh. on the bike, let's hear it. Tony Pollard is a real person's dynasty buy for a real contending dynasty team. You want to talk about people finishing in the top 10 of their positions? Why don't you aim for someone that could be the actual running back one at the position in Tony Pollard? Currently, not even on the first page of keep trade cut boards. Um, he is the running back 13, according to the keep trade cut at number 54. And like, it's just too low for someone that is just going to get an expanded role in 2023, an offense that's going to try to run the ball much more frequently. He's not that unattainable. He's not, like, he kind of is old for a running back. And, yeah, I get it. He's coming off, like, a broken leg or whatever it was. But that wasn't an ACL. It's just one of the ones where it's broke. It just fixes itself. I'm not really scared of the injury. And, honestly, it probably allows you at a bit of a discount. And there's the whole, will Dallas get another running back added to their room? Maybe. And if they do, I don't really think you should care because – they're really committed to Tony Pollard and whatever is out there isn't really threatening his role at all. Like what's the difference, Frank, if the Cowboys get Leonard Fournette, isn't that like worst case scenario? Yeah. Well, they're linked. They're linked back to Zeke signing back there for a whole lot less money. And, you know, Tony Pollard finishes like the running back five last year. Okay. No, I agree with you that he's a good buy. Oh yeah, I don't know. Are you done pumping? Are you done pumping the tires on Tony Pollard, or I'll let you finish before well, I rebut. I don't know. Like what he's you know finished as the running back like eight last year. I think he's more likely to get more goal line work this year. Um, he didn't really like have that many touchdowns or that many attempts. Like I think as long as he hovers around that two hundred carry mark around, you know, 50 targets, 40-odd catches, add a couple more touchdowns in there. He's obviously not going to take kick returns anymore. Um, He's 26. He's just in the perfect one- or two-year window to absolutely pop, kind of like an Austin Eckler. But he's cheaper and younger and better than Austin Eckler. Yeah, no, I get. I I agree with what you're saying. I do think the Cowboys are committed to Tony Pollard. I do think he's going to repeat the production he had last year and definitely finishes a top ten running back. I would agree. The but, only query I'd have 
Man has a cult following, yourself included. Okay. The people that own Tony Pollard will not relinquish Tony Pollard. They they've been holding him for years, waiting for this moment. And now that it's here, you can't get him for less than a first round pick. And if you're in a 12 team league and you're a contending team and your team's really good and you go to the Tony Pollard owner, who's also could be contending, or they, you know, maybe they're looking to get a rebuild. They look at you and they say, oh, this guy's going to finish his, like, get, like, the 110 through 112 for Tony Pollard. And they're, they're going to reject it. And you're going to be paying more than a first-round pick for a running back that's 26 years old. I just think that price is baked in. I get there are other running backs there. Like, I'll keep trade Cuddy. He's a little lower on boards. But the people that own Tony Pollard, I think they're very fanatical, Joel. Well, according to this keep trade card, he's right next to a mid-2024 pick. Would you pay that? Probably. I mean, it's the deal where you're going to, like, lose the trade when you, like, look at it come the 2024 draft class and you, like, give up the 108 for Tony Pollard and you're going to rather the 108. But, like, I'd rather, like, package up a few pieces and see if I can go get him that way. Yeah, I think, well, it pre- we, it's actually prefacing what we spoke about earlier, saying let's not give up our draft picks for it. Like, what I don't think I you're going to get good value because they'll look at your first-round pick go, no, it's going to be like, I want more. You're not really getting your first-round pick value. You're better off having using that pick um, in a much larger trade, maybe to acquire someone that's worth multiple firsts, let's say, What if um, I in that sense. Package up, say I'm, you know, the Tony... I'm, you know, a team who finished like, you know, where was Zach Charbonnet going off boards? Like running back 20, according to the key trade cut, is Zach Charbonnet. I oh, the running back him, landscape sucks. Like, yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he's the running back 20. I pair him with, say, everyone, it's the time of the year where everyone loves Antonio Gibson. If I pair Charbonnet, Antonio Gibson, and like, I don't know, a third to get Pollard. Does that is that getting accepted? No. I don't know about a third. A second people start to think about it, I reckon. But All right, what if I change one of them to Cam Akers? Yeah, then it then it does become a bit more interesting because someone there like... there are pe- people that play Dynasty and they see Cam Akers twenty four years old and they go, Oh, that's not that bad and then they <laughs> see Tony Pollard twenty six and they freak out. Like, is Cam Akers really and Charbonnet get Tony Pollard done? Yes, I like that better. Well, if you put that in a calculator... People think, they're getting, people think they're going to get a Tony Pollard year out of Zach Charbonnet one day, and they're just not. Well, they might, but, like, they're not this year, unless your mate, Cannon Nine Walker, goes down. I don't know. Oh, I just like that trade of packaging up two pieces that aren't good and getting Tony Pollard, who is good. I like that. I like that deal a whole lot more than giving up capital. Well, everyone does, but like, if you... what if you do like a Jameer Gibbs, and then you like you give up Jameer Gibbs and get Tony Pollard plus or something like that? I kind of like that too. I don't know. I like Pollard. I think he's gonna be really good. Um, like this year, next year, his window is, you know, exceptional. Um, you know, top five RB is in his potential outcomes. I don't really want to trade a wide receiver to get him, but I'm happy to trade, like, I'm happy to trade Travis Etienne for Tony Pollard and, like, 
according to the keep trade cut. Yeah, you'd probably get something. You back. get something back, and you shouldn't get anything back because Pollard's way better than Etienne. Yeah, I like that kind of move. But Whoa! Even Whoa. the same. With you Josh leave Jeff. Travi alone. But just yeah, in yeah. Life. No, but I actually I do agree. I do agree that um, I do like move if you pivot off a younger running back and get a piece on top. It's always good. That's what I, that's what I was saying earlier. I I'd even I'd even do it with a wide receiver. Um, no, no so I, there's no way I'm trading a wide receiver for a running back. Like you wouldn't trade. I, I'm trying to think. Drake London, trade, absolutely not. What Drake? What about Tony Pollard and like? Oh, you're not getting a first. Yeah, I know. So Tony I'm not Pollard doing... a, a Tony Pollard in a second. Nah. I yeah, just have zero not. want to move off a running uh, wide receiver for a running back. Just in general, I don't. Want to, yeah, I don't want to bog us down. Would you do DJ Moore for Tony Pollard? No. You wouldn't. Well, see, I would. I DJ Moore, threshold wide receiver, very replaceable production. If you got to win now, there's no reason to hold DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore could absolutely pop. No, he's not, Joel. Get, he you could. Think he has could. him in the Panthers uniform. Put it in the bin. He could for the past ten years now and hasn't. Yeah, but this is all. You know how stupid you sound. DJ not... Moore could pop. I'm having, it's like Groundhog Day. Um, I'll yeah. die on the DJ Moore hill. <laughs> you already did. No, he's not. He died three team. years ago. Yeah. No, I think it's a great. <laughs> He'll die on your team. He will die on my team after we we've won four championships together. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tony Pollard's awesome. I just I would rather pay significantly less for someone like James Conner. That's just my Yeah, but James Conner doesn't make you a contender. But if you're already a good team and then you add James Conner, who will be... If you're RB. already a good team and you have to add James Conner to contend, you're not a good team in the first place. No one said have to. can't have enough running backs. You will find out when one of your you running backs... You can have enough that. running backs in July... Uh, let's see. Oh, Joel's going to cry when one of his running backs goes down and he'll blame injuries again. Yeah, I it's will blame injuries. I always get screwed. Oh, I had J.K. Dobbins. I had Brees Hall. It happens every year. He won't come acquire James Conner off me out of pride either, Frank. I can't wait for it. <laughs> no, you should knock him back, stuff him. Uh, I have picks to come get James Conner. You'll sell him for a third when you've got no prospects. No, I won't. Yeah, she will. Anyway, Frank. No prospects. Shout out. And James Whitford. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be your mate if you got no prospect. <laughs> All right. Are we, are we done with Speaking of mid players who won't make you a contender, Frank, far away. <laughs> You're going to fight up, now, Frank. Now, my contender buy. Um Unlike Joel, I'm not going to tell you to go buy a player that's going to cost you more than a first-round pick. Gee, I'd... Hey, guys, why don't you go buy Brees Hall? Good player. I don't think Brees Hall is good for a contender. Sorry? I don't think Brees Hall's that good for a contender. He's more a 2024 play. When I'm going for back-to-back titles, I'll be more reliant on Brees Hall. Oh, <laughs> sorry, By the way, I have, guys, because I'm a real contender. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Who is my contender by? My contender by is running back for the Carolina Panthers, Miles Sanders. Now, I know it sounds gross. Miles Sanders, 
perennially disappointing um, during his time uh, in Philadelphia. Now gets a new home in Carolina. They signed him to a three-year deal. It's really a two-year deal. But those first two years, he's not getting cut. So he basically has too much guaranteed money in those first two years. I'm confident that they're committed to Miles Sanders for the next two years. Um, yes, they might bring someone in next year. Very minimum, you're getting production out of Miles Sanders this year. He's still only 26 years old. Um, last year, pretty much had a career year as far as running the ball was concerned. Um, had almost 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Don't think the yardage is going to be there. Don't think the touchdowns are going to be there. But I do actually believe they're going to get him more involved in the passing game. He only had 26 targets and had turned that into 20 catches um, for only 78 yards, 3.9 yards a catch. So very, very inefficient um, in Philadelphia. Mostly in terms of you've got a running quarterback, doesn't really dump the ball off to the running back. Uh, running quarterback doesn't dump the ball off to the running back very often. Um, when he was a rookie, though, 63 targets, 50 catches. I'm not saying he's going to have a 50 catch year. If he has a 50 catch year, he's a top 12 running back, guaranteed. Um, but if he brings that number up to, you know, 30 or 40 catches, turns those 78 yards into 200, 250 yards, you know, still gives you near 1,000 yards, maybe six, seven, eight touchdowns on the ground, he's going to finish as a top 12 running back. He finishes the running back 15 in PPR leagues, running back 10 in standard last year. And there were spots where the Philadelphia Eagles went completely away from Miles Sanders at times. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to have that kind of luxury, especially with the rookie quarterback under center. They're going to be using Miles Sanders um, as a workhorse back. Chuba Hubbard, not scary whatsoever. The competition there is next to nothing. Um, and I think he's just a really nice buyer that you don't have to spend an important draft pick on getting Miles Sanders. Like we spoke about, some of these younger wide receivers that are more or less dart throws that haven't shown anything can be a significant piece towards getting Miles Sanders. You could send, you know, young wide receivers like, you know, maybe even someone like a Gabe Davis. You trade Gabe Davis. You could probably get Miles Sanders for Gabe Davis. And Gabe Davis isn't doing anything for a contending team. When Miles Sanders, if he finishes a top 12 running back, has actually contributed a significant amount towards your, you know, quest for a championship. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that I'm being unreasonable? I just, like, I like it, Frank. I do like the move. It's just, I don't know if Miles Sanders is that good. I'm the like... idea of Miles Sanders is always better than Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is just Antonio Gibson, but on a better team. No, that's a bit exactly. He's on a better, but I think he's on a team that's gonna rely on the run. I actually, I've done a, I, I won't say that I've done a bit of research because this is actually a tweet that came across uh, my phone today, and I really liked it and sort of got me thinking about this episode. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out uh BDGE um Twitter. I don't know who, which one of them put this out. Um, probably one of the new interns. Um, but Miles Sanders finished last year as the running back ten in standard. Um. Went goes to the Panthers, goes away from a team that uses a running back by committee. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles use multiple running backs last year, something they've done for a very, very long time. The Panthers head coach is now Frank Reich, who was the head coach previously head coach for the Colts um, before he was fired um, what, two years ago now, I believe. Frank, Jonathan um, Taylor is a lot better than Miles. <laughs> Frank Reich was the coach when Marlon Mack was a top 12 running back. So 
with Reich as a head coach, a running back has never finished outside of the top 19 in total points at the running back position. He's currently being drafted as a running back 20 in redraft leagues. So if he's going as a running back 20 in a redraft league and he's an older player, that just shows what his dynasty value would be. It's way beyond the running back 20. You could get him for a, like a second round pick. And like if you're going to be a contending team and finishing you know, late in the second round, that pick is almost worthless anyway. So why not send it for a piece that's going to give you weekly production? You put him in it against a good matchup. Again, you know, I'm sure I'm trying to think about when they play the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield's putting no pressure on them. The Carolina defense has just picked him off three times. Miles Sanders had three goal line carries for two touchdowns. Like you can see it happening. They get to play them twice a year. That's going to happen. Like I think I think he's a good guy. I'm I'm really around Miles Sanders at least just for this year. If you get production out of him next year, because he is on you know a pretty favorable contract going into next year as well, um, don't know if the Panthers will be you know in a position to spend high draft capital on a running back. Um, why not? DeAndre Swift or Miles Sanders? Who Sanders. would you rather have? Nah, Frank. Just who's a better person? Obviously, Sanders. With the dynasty, you'd rather have Swift, but he's not going to. Miles Sanders is going to outproduce him. Miles Sanders is higher ranked on the KTC. Gee, everyone really hates DeAndre Swift, don't they? Or they really like Miles Sanders, Frank. I don't think they do. No one likes Miles Sanders. He's burned too many people. The whole community hates him. Cam Akers or Miles Sanders? Sanders. Give me Sanders, yeah. I have I think the Rams will draft someone or bring someone in next year. They're not they can't they won't roll another season with Cam Akers as a workhorse back. They're actually serious about winning football games. No, I like it, Frank. It really stays on brand with us, you know, acquiring these running backs that, you know, quote unquote nobody really wants. And um taking the your team to the next level. Um some other rapid fire guys I do like. Um, you know, uh, getting off the running back position, I kind of like um, getting cheaply like Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, um, Aaron Rodgers, Darren Waller, like these types that nobody wants um, just to help strengthen your team um, and get them real cheap. Um, the more expensive ones, kind of like Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, I kind of like them. Uh, they're kind of getting out of fashion. Nick Chubb, maybe. Um, yeah, like Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback too in a super flex startup draft if you want to be a contending team. Like that's he's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. You'll get like uh, if they like I think you get two years out of him unless they win the Super Bowl this year. Hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, like, just some awesome. others. Yeah, that's what I had. Do you guys have any other quick fire ones or do we want to wrap it up? Oh, uh, well. I don't know, just go through my whole team about how good we are. No, I like, Yeah, no, I'm I am happy with that, Andrew. I think you've uh, you've done a killer job. Thanks, guys. Shout out Darren Waller. Shout out. I think he's gonna be really good this year, Frank. Yeah. Probably he's gonna lead he's gonna lead the Giants in receiving. Hundred percent. After if you embrace his age and that he's only gonna be, you know, two years, you can have a real good time with Darren Waller. Um, he's only 30. He's young for a tight end. Wrap it up. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we will be coming back shortly with a Dynasty Buyers podcast about rebuilding teams. So uh, stay tuned for that. Follow us on Spotify so you don't miss an episode. Follow us all on the Twitter and the Instagram. The Twitter handle is at the FB Addicts, Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, yeah. Thanks for talking Dynasty, boys. Anything else you want to add? Not really. Uh, have a no. lovely night. Just that you're fantastic. I hope you have a lovely night, Andrew. And uh, go buy James Connor and go win those Fantasy League listeners. Yeah. Thank you.